Hey bosses, this week's sponsor is Buddy Insurer. We'll tell you more about them during the break. Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, where we interview location-independent entrepreneurs that travel the world like a boss by being their own boss. Here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey guys, this is Johnny, and welcome to episode 255 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here in Trincomalee, Sri Lanka, with two of the first and maybe only Sri Lankan digital nomads, Chanel and Shehera. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Johnny. Yeah, thank you guys so much for reaching out to me because it's been so cool meeting you two and hanging out. But more than just all the cool things we did, and we did a lot of really, really cool things the last couple of days, but your backstory is also really cool. So can you just quickly introduce yourselves? Sure. So um, I was essentially a marketer uh, in the corporate sector in Sri Lanka working uh, for a reputed pizza brand. I was a marketing manager towards the end. And then about three years back, um, around the same time Chanel decided to leave her job, I also quit mine and we came to Chiang Mai. That's where we actually heard you also speak at one of the coffee club um, chats. And that's also kind of the place we found ourselves and decided that we wanted to uh, become digital nomads, location independent. Of course, it wasn't as easy as we thought it would be. But um, yeah, it, it started there. And since then, we've been working freelance. Uh, we've been traveling quite a bit around Asia. And now we are back in Sri Lanka and uh, trying to make it work from here. Very, very cool. And, and Chanel, how did you get started? What was your background? Um, so. My background is basically I was in um, I was studying marketing and business and I actually started my own business a cold press juice business uh, while I was in uni and I was doing that and I thought I was living the dream or I thought that was the dream until I got there so um, halfway through I kind of felt like this really isn't what I wanted to do I wanted to travel a little bit more before I settled down to something that kept me uh, in one place and um, made the very difficult decision to step away from that, which is something I studied for for a very long time, so it was really difficult. Uh, But then Shehan was kind of reaching this uh, same feeling as well, and we decided, you know, we were getting a lot of questions from people back at home, like, okay, why are you doing this, and this is crazy, you guys have everything. So we just decided let's go somewhere where nobody's going to ask us questions, and maybe we can learn something, and for us, we felt like Chiang Mai was the place. Funnily enough, uh, in 2017, when we traveled Thailand, we spent, I think, about two or three days in Chiang Mai, and we just loved the vibe of Chiang Mai. However, um, while we were going through these feelings and wanting to move away somewhere, Shehan was looking to go back to Chiang Mai, and he came to me, and he was like, "Uh, did you know that there's this whole digital nomad movement and community there? Maybe we can find some inspiration and some help maybe uh, on how to start this life for us. Uh, there and so we decided that's definitely the place we're going to go there was no question about it oh it was amazing um we had also heard of it some time back actually um and we've always wanted to check it out um we had no idea that Pasikura would be that beautiful uh we've been on either side of Pasikura, which is Arugambe which is where you were at and then um Trincomalee also but Pasikura was um I would think probably much better than both those places in terms of beach property 
and then the service at malu malu was just amazing um, we really enjoyed it and i think they went uh, the extra mile cuz they had the only tourists in sri lanka which happened to be the two of you guys um but yeah it was awesome um hospitality the property was really good and then the overall service that we got was just brilliant yeah yeah and chanel you actually had been dreaming about staying at this place for a while right yeah since like 2016 i i think when did the property come up actually I think it's been about 7 years since the property came up. Yeah, so I've been seeing it uh, on Instagram for a while and um, thinking about how I'm definitely going to go there. It just never happened and it was always kind of like it's quite an expensive property as well. So to finally make it there feels like, you know, it feels like stuff's happening, this manifesting and things are working out. So it feels good. Yeah, this place is normally anywhere between what 250 to 400 US dollars a night. Yep. Yeah. I think it's about it's on the higher end it's about 400 yeah during the high season during the high sure. season yeah and we were able well you guys were able to <laughs> get this as a sponsor to stay yep which means we didn't have to pay anything yep and they offered us three nights we ended up only taking two because it overlapped with an even better offer <laughs> to to stay overnight on a multi-million dollar super yacht. Yep. <laughs> and it's like I can't believe this is our life. This is incredible. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And you know it's crazy cuz um back when we were in Chiang Mai, we were thinking of how we could kind of do this like being location independent, we needed to find a way to stay um in different locations and be sponsored in that sense. Um and obviously because Chanel was already on Instagram making her name there, we were thinking on those lines. Um and it's crazy how things worked. I mean for many people covid was a bad thing. Uh it is obviously but for us it's only because covid hit and in Sri Lanka and now the hotels desperately need people to market these properties and there are only locals and the only foreigners happen to be you guys. Um we got the opportunity to now really step up and make all this content for all these properties in our home country which is pretty amazing. Yeah, so if you guys haven't been following me on YouTube my challenge blown up <laughs> from you know slowly growing by like you know 100 subscribers a month the last 10 years in the last couple months i've grown by like you know i doubled so uh as of this recording i went from 15,000 to 30,000 subscribers by the time you listen to this it might be 40,000 might be more it's really crazy and it's pretty much only because i got stuck in sri lanka and i'm the only travel vlogger here and i have nothing else to do so i've just been making videos and it's been crazy it's become my full-time career i started earning a full-time living from youtube and the funny thing is even though i'm making over $1000 a month from youtube and i could afford to stay at these nice places sometimes maybe not all the time but like once yeah. in a while I don't have to pay for it now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think that um Johnny is for sure 
famous in Sri Lanka. Like, so when I sh- posted my stories of you guys um, on my Instagram, I got like about three, four, maybe five people be like, "Oh my God, is that Johnny FD? Is that Christina? Like, uh, this is this is are you? Are they gonna be in your vlog? Are you guys gonna be in their vlog?" So you have like a huge crowd of Sri Lankans that love to watch your vlogs, and um, it's pretty crazy how once you start being successful and you can pay for your own stuff to stay in these awesome places. You don't have to anymore because you're paying with influence. Yeah, and, and to be fair, if I paid for it myself, I probably would still make videos about it just because I want to. But I would, I think after a while, I would stop because I would just get tired of doing it. I would just want to rest. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we're staying in a really beautiful place right now yeah. here yeah. in Trikomali yeah. on the East Coast. And it's beautiful. It's, you know, on the top floor has giant you know king size bed and a bathtub in the room beautiful ocean view beautiful lobby beautiful pool right on the the beach but i'm not going to make a video about this place because i'm tired i just you know i just spent the last you know three four days making videos yeah i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna upload edit and upload those videos and these guys who aren't gonna get a, a, a name mention uh because I don't have a, I don't want to say, yeah, I have no incentive yeah. to, to waste, like not waste my time, but like spend hours of my time filming this place and editing and marketing them. Yeah. When another, like when I paid out of my pocket for this place, I paid to be a guest, a client, to be on vacation. Yeah. When we were staying at Malu Malu, you know, I knew like because they had come to the room, I felt an obligation yeah. to make it make a beautiful video and really do all these things and showcase the uh, the hotel yeah. you know and the same at the calm which ironically i stayed at a few days yeah. just before yeah um so yeah and i think the crazy thing about it is like we've been doing this for some time as well um pre-covid we actually used to charge for it so not only did we get the free stay we used to charge them and of course we gave them other video services which they could use uh, but the crazy thing is that the more you do it, uh, the more you start get recognized for that sort of work. And so as a result, it just starts coming in. Uh, right now, like we have, we could basically pick anywhere we'd want to go around in Sri Lanka and we'd be able to get a free stay. There's no doubt about that. But obviously, our, our campaign is slightly different. We want to showcase all of Sri Lanka. And rather than just go to all these properties, we're trying to do it in a way where we can showcase right around the country but like you said it is super tiring um i mean it's a lot of work you're up early morning you need to make the most of it because people are basically you know hiring you for a service it's a barter that you're doing um but yeah it's it's a it's a great way of living and we're really enjoying it and we're just waiting to kind of up uh to be recognized enough to be able to charge for our services again as well. And it's also, even though it's hard work, we really appreciate it because this is the life that we want to live um, at the end of the day. We want to travel and experience and we also really enjoy uh, making videos and sharing it with people who also want to travel vicariously with us. So for that reason, even though sometimes these stays are like really... It can be tiring. I know. I know you know, Johnny. We were up like at five thirty every day um, to get sunrise shots and all these things. We really enjoy it because we have an audience who appreciates it, and that that makes it totally worthwhile. It's totally worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that you guys wake up at five thirty or maybe five o'clock to get yeah. that five thirty sunrise shot, yeah. it allows everyone around the world to experience that beauty 
and then they can make the decision if they want to come to Sherlock or not, if they want to go to Pasakuda or not, exactly. and if they want to stay out in peace like Malu Malu, and even if they want to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to get the sunrise, because if it wasn't that nice of a sunrise, yeah. Yeah. they would just say, oh, you know what, I've seen it, I don't need to do it myself, yeah. but by showcasing what's possible, mm-hmm. like the snorkeling spot we went to, yeah. uh, you know, all the cool things that we did there, it gives them a bucket list of things that they can do when they arrive. So it really is a win-win, not only for the hotel to get promotions, yeah. for us to get free stays at these amazing hotels that normally cost up to $400 a night. Yeah. And it's a benefit to the viewer to either live vicariously and enjoy travel from home, especially when, if they're locked down and they can't travel, or to plan the travels of where they want to go. Definitely, yeah. And uh, I would think that also in terms of the uh, the viewer, the person trying to plan, like you say you're someone wanting to come to Sri Lanka and you want to trip, plan a trip, um, by having all this content out now, you'll be able to look and identify exactly what it is you want to do. Previously, you just have to go by what other people said were the best places to go. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we were all just talking about how um, the corals, I mean, people generally come to Trincomalee to go snorkeling. But actually, we found out that it was better in Pasikuda. Uh, we felt it was way better. And so, I mean, now this content is available for everyone when it's out there. So it actually makes the decision making a lot easier for someone actually planning to come and spend their money in the country. And in that way, you're doing a great service as well. So yeah, I would say win-win around three different ways. And of course, we're also including like all post-COVID measures that have been taken. Uh, so it's very relevant uh, to post-COVID travel per se. So if anyone is looking to plan a trip or come to Sri Lanka um, um, in the upcoming time, yeah, you guys would know definitely what to expect. Yeah, and it's... I feel so blessed to be able to do this, and I think it only happened because of this lockdown. If it wasn't for the fact that I got stuck in Sri Lanka, yeah, I, my YouTube channel would be just for fun still, and, and it is still for fun. I, I really, my, my goal is to only make videos I actually want to make videos about, yeah. only stay in places I actually want to stay in anyways, yeah. and I try not to think of it as we got a free room mm-hmm. or free food in exchange for you know marketing services i i like to think of it as you know we got you know 300 or 400 dollars in in pay to stay there uh and they're getting three or four hundred dollars in marketing for us to do the videos yeah and instead of just changing cash it ends up being a, a barter yeah yeah and I think the, the other interesting thing about it is like, so for us, we like to kind of create a story around the place we go to. So it's, it's that exchange as well as we also get the added advantage of being able to curate a story around a place or a destination that we, that's essentially what we want to do. Like, you know, you said you want to just do something fun. This is a way of actually, you get, you get that barter, but you also get to create the story the way you want. You don't necessarily have to follow it's not like doing a commercial for someone where they say you need it done like this, this, this. We had the freedom. They didn't tell us what we needed to do or what we didn't have to do. We just went there and you know, did it in our own independent styles. And um, that itself is really cool because like for us, we really want to talk about each of these destinations and share our story. This is just a way of financing it. 
So there is that there's always that added advantage which I think is the most important thing for us when we are creating content. Yeah, 100% because aside from that it'd be if we did it the other way it'd be kind of selling our soul exactly. having another corporate job basically yeah. you know yeah. having a boss telling us what to do and yeah. yeah so so yeah this is a great life you know i'm glad we got to celebrate yeah on a super yacht today <laughs> the boss life johnny's boss life yeah. yacht life yacht life yeah that was amazing so we had been um we had identified this um, Sri Lanka um, some time back and we've been wanting to do some work with them and do this whole campaign. And then um, when COVID hit and we were starting to plan this revival campaign for Sri Lanka tourism, we knew that we had to show off uh, the, the yachting experience around the island because very few people knew about it. Um, and so we reached out to them this time around. And again, like you said, it's uh, we're really blessed because... I mean, as bad as COVID is for everyone and the economy, it's only because of that that they are now willing to talk to us and work with us rather than like, you know, the industry giants who generally come down to the country. Um, so, yeah, we got that opportunity. And then um, I also, because we had been in touch before, um, I just pushed it on to them. And at the same time, you were blowing up already on YouTube. So they had heard of Johnny FD. <laughs> um, and so I pushed it to them and I said, look, why don't we get Johnny in as well um, they essentially only wanted like you know marketing content they weren't really looking for influencer endorsements or any of that but since it was anyways happening it made perfect sense for them to capitalize and get more reach uh, whilst creating this content also so yeah it was a win-win and I'm pretty excited we got some amazing shots uh, we had an amazing stay and and for the first time for us, I mean, generally Chanel and I do this just by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We never have another couple to travel with who are on the same, um, you know, who understand what it's like to shoot and like know when you need to film, why you need to stop. Like the other day, we, you saw those fishermen pulling the nets and I immediately knew you'd love to have caught that, right? So it, it works in that sense. Like when you're both doing the same thing, it makes it so much more easier. And I think um, also, I think we're interested in travel in a s similar sense, in a, uh, an adventurous sense. It's not just about staying in nice places. It's about the experiences that you can get. And I don't think we would ever go to a place and stay if there wasn't anything uh, uh, like a valuable experience that we can share with our followers um, or something like that. So in that sense, I feel like we're alike. So it's been a wonderful experience to travel with the two of you. Yeah, it's, it's really been fun to travel with both of you. Yeah. I mean, first to get more of an insight of Shrilankan, like the Sri Lankan, I don't say the mentality because you guys are actually very, uh, I don't want to say Western, <laughs> but I mean, first your English is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you both went to international schools, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you've traveled a lot. So yeah. it's a, it's, hanging out with the two of you gives, gives us a, an insight on, you know, like the Sri Lankan mindset and the way of life. Yeah. But at the same time, actually being able to communicate yeah. and not just having like a very basic conversation. So that's been really, really cool. Hey, bosses. You can now venture fearlessly with a partner, Buddy Insurance. You are covered in the event of an accident. While you're active, be it on the slopes, on the rocks, or in the water, Buddy is the first and only on-demand insurance in the market. The only one. If you ever wondered what a bad fall on the slopes would cost you, Buddy will answer that question for you in no time. It's the only accident coverage you can get for as little as a day or as long as a year. No old-fashioned phone calls, 
Buddy gets you covered in approximately 90 seconds on the website. It's literally designed for adventurers, risk takers, and bosses who are active in life. You can get a free quote with the code BuddyInsure. Simply text the word BuddyInsure to 474747 to receive the link. Again, get a free quote with the code BuddyInsure. Just text the word BuddyInsure to 474747 and follow the link. Yeah, definitely. We really enjoyed that. That's actually the reason why we also wanted to keep traveling. Um, our first few travels, we, we really realized hanging around people who have traveled, you learn so much more. Um, and that was primarily our reason f- to travel. So like as tough as it is to be a Sri Lankan and travel around the world, because um, it's so tough with your passports and whatnot, like it is really rewarding in that sense in that you get exposed to so much. yeah we've got it worse guys trust me there's pretty much like um 31 countries that we can go to without it sounds like a lot lot, but actually um i would say about more than half of the 31 countries fall in one continent which is um africa africa and the rest of it is a a few caribbean countries and um yeah that's basically it Uh, we do get to go to singapore and indonesia without uh, any visa which is very nice because we did bali and java and stuff last year um but it is um it is quite limited and we do have to uh, give a lot of paperwork etc a lot of pre-planning we it is difficult to travel continuously However, you know, we are really grateful. I always try to look at the bright side. For me, I enjoy coming back home, spending some time editing our videos, um, traveling a bit here, getting our stuff prepared and maybe going again. So there's no point complaining about it. You just make do with it. Yeah. And the harder the journey is, the better it gets. That's what we believe, really. And it's it's worthwhile for you guys, right? Definitely. Being, you know, living this lifestyle, being a digital nomad, you know, being a traveler it's not common yeah in Sri Lankan culture right yeah, I, yeah we're considered we're considered uh, failures right now no, not, <laughs> well not anymore actually no we're not considered failures but initially when we started out on this life I would say the life that we were living before we decided to do this was what um, was the norm was what people would believe our two young successful people uh, in Colombo would be doing be a brand manager at a reputable business or have your own startup Um, those are like you know you're living a good life you've got it going good for you and then suddenly to drop it like a hot cake and then just be like I'm gonna run off to this unheard of place in Thailand and spend one month there people thought we lost our minds and I think a few of our friends definitely thought that uh, they couldn't like understand us anymore Uh, but it's it's sometimes even if people can't understand what your path is you just gotta follow it yeah and you know have some faith in uh, the life that you're planning out for yourself yeah, and I mean, as tough as it was initially starting out, because we didn't really know where we were going with it, but we just knew what we wanted to do. Um, now it's starting to be really rewarding in the sense that we're starting to see really great response. And at the end of the day, like you said, you know, it's you get satisfaction in knowing that the work that you're doing is providing value to people. Yeah. And as much as our previous jobs were well-paying jobs and all of that, there was very little satisfaction. You were just one of the wheels um, in this huge machine. Uh, whereas here, we directly are able to make such a huge impact, especially as a, at a time like this when tourism is suffering in our own country and there is no one to create content about it. And this is like, you know, it's Sri Lanka's economy kind of relies on tourism. And it's really sad that there are no to foreign tourists to promote the country, right? So at this point, it really worked out in our favor that we spent the last three years 
working on our skills, developing ourselves to be these content creators. So right now we're the only English speaking uh, videographers, content creators, uh, at least who are known. And it is really rewarding to be able to um, help your country at a time like this. So definitely and like for if anybody is wondering we we did not have any videography or editing um skills or anything yeah. like that no we were not into that at all we just knew that we f there was something that we needed to do we needed to create content and so we needed to pick up a new skill so we just um, started practicing with whatever we had and with whatever we earned we invested in new equipment and we've just been um, honing our craft for over a year now and i think um yeah that it's it's starting to look good now i'm just kind of happy with how it is but we'd like to keep improving but we're yeah. happy to help sri lanka at this time that's for sure definitely yeah so your content looks incredible i remember when christina and i first watched your videos we were like wow like, this is cinematic it's beautiful and then we saw your equipment and i was like Okay, I can see how they get these shots. You have, you know, a, you know uh, what is this? The Sony A7 III, yeah. On gimbal. Yeah. You had a big gimbal, you know, really expensive, nice lenses. Yeah. You know, nice mics, nice, yeah. like a really nice setup. But yeah. very expensive, right? Yeah. Like, in total, you spent more than five. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually thinking of doing like a gear review video. And to be very honest, when we started out, we were watching these videos and we were looking at these guys and the equipment that they're using to take. And we were like, holy shit, how are we going to do this? Like, like we both just quit our jobs and we're spending our savings now. We just could not fathom how we were going to yeah. do it. But, but it just works out when you keep... It's amazing. Like, like she said, it's only been a year and that's all stuff that we've been able to create content. And mind you, we live in Sri Lanka, so like obviously, as you can imagine, the pay is not as good for these sort of services in Sri Lanka as it would be in a in a developed nation. So, but we were still able to do it. We were able to live. We were able to save up enough to buy the equipment, and we felt it absolutely necessary to. I mean, your style is amazing, and it's it's really eye-opening to see what you could do with your phone and how you can make it work. Um, I mean, we started with my uh, iPhone yeah. as well. We were filming from my phone in the beginning. Um, till we till we got a camera to film on. So. Yeah, and but we also noticed that like um, being Sri Lankan is going to be hard to get internationally, like to be called up and be offered promotional stuff internationally, which is why we decided we want to take uh, have a different skill set to also offer, which was to offer promotional video content. So not just like the vlogs and stuff, but we do like commercial work now. And that's kind of why we invested in all this gear and decided we want to work on those lines so that Whatever happens, we can always barter an additional uh, skill, like you know, a service that they'd be interested in. Everyone needs to pay to create video content today, and what we figured was uh, let's also get in on that and be able to offer that with Chanel's influence and her audience as well. And that audience is only growing, so over time, I think it it should pay off. It should be really good. Yeah, it was actually really smart the way that you guys done it. So if you guys check out their, their channel, it's Chanel Rodriguez. We'll link it in the show notes. Or Chaneler. Rodrigo. Yeah. Rodrigo. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you sound uh, Cuban or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's Portuguese influence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. But watch one of the videos and you'll be blown away on how good this quality is. And, and they're the perfect mm -hmm. mix, you yeah, know, because exactly. Chanel actually works as a model as well. She, she and you're, 
had picked for Vogue for yeah. Tell us about that. So um, I've been a model since I was 16, and I'm 26 now, so that's like 10 years in the Sri Lankan industry. But in 2016, uh, Vogue India was looking for a model to represent Sri Lanka because they were doing a ninth anniversary cover issue where they wanted to ha- get a girl each from Sri Lanka, Maldives, a model basically. They wanted a model from the Maldives, Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, uh, and Nepal because um, the theme was beauty in diversity about how we are all around India and we are all from that same like subcontinent, but we all have like different looks and the beauty that is there in diversity. So um, a lot of uh, a lot of model agencies and a lot of models in Sri Lanka applied for it, including my agent, and she sent my pictures in, and they picked um, they picked my picture, and they said we want this girl. So I was really really ecstatic, and of, of course you know it was Vogue India is a pretty big deal um, for Sri Lankans, and I think yeah. Vogue is a pretty big deal for anyone. And you're the first Sri Lankan to be. Uh, yes, I I couldn't believe it, but I'm I am the vo- first Sri Lankan to be on a Vogue cover. Um, in general, and of course, Vogue India. So it was very, very humbling, and um, I was very happy to take that. Uh, yeah. Take that. And so we decided to work with that as well, obviously, because she was getting international recognition, anyways. Um, and then in Sri Lanka, because of the cause she brought up about diversity and stuff, she was being noticed for that. And so we figured, you know what, it makes total sense now that we do video work. Uh, property is definitely going to be more interested in having a model, an actual model, a Vogue model for that, uh, come and show off their property and create content with a Vogue model. Like if, if you are in a hotel, a five-star resort trying to do a campaign with a Vogue model, you'd be spending so much to have a separate video team, a separate creative agency and a, sep- a separate model that you'd have to be paying for separately. Here we were able, we decided, look, we can do that whole package. And so essentially we're a two-man team that kind of does all of that for properties. Yeah, so Shihan is the behind the scenes, basically the ultimate Instagram boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, level Take, thousand. <laughs> yeah, taking amazing shots, not only on the camera, but also on the drone. Yeah. And doing the editing, so really. I'm not the editor though, Shadid is the editor. Oh really, yeah. you're yeah. the editing? I'm the editor. Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. good job. So we've yeah. split up our responsibilities quite well, I think, and um, it's great, we make a good team. Yeah, we can't do it without each other, like we've tried doing it like that. Yeah. Uh, and we're always lacking on some part of it and we realize it's always when we work together that we bring uh, out the best in each other that's, that's <laughs> right you know, uh, accidentally Christina and I have become a YouTube duel as well even though it's, you know my YouTube channel and I've had it for you know 10 plus years yeah. it really wasn't until her and I started traveling together uh, that it really blew up and a lot of it is just like it's more fun having a second person yeah. mm-hmm. you know and it's like, I, I guess, you know, I could film either like in selfie mode or I could just like, it's me or just shooting. But like, you know, just even having like her walk in front or like yeah. doing something, it just yeah. makes it more interesting where I can hand her the camera yeah. and then she can film me for a little bit. Yeah. And then what she brought to uh, my videos were a lot of like kind of the beautiful, creative, like B-roll stuff. Yeah. Where I used to never film that stuff because I'm not really like a like an artist guy. I just yeah. you know get to the point, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and if I, if I want to show somewhere beautiful, I'll just like you know uh, wide angle. Here you go. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. But she'll pan and like kind of like slowly like zoom, like you know show like the details of everything. And I remember when I was editing one of my my videos, 
I was like, and I normally just dump all of it onto my entire movie and just like chop it up, throw it. And I was like, what is all this random footage? And I was like, I didn't take any of this. And I realized that uh, Christina had taken my phone and she was just like making like videos of like the waves or the water, puddles of water and the sun and really beautiful stuff that I started incorporating now. So it's really leveled up my content as well. Uh, exactly. And the other thing we don't realize when you're doing this sort of content is that just like you said, so like Chanel being the editor, she would make it very uh, in her style, which would generally appeal to uh, more females. But then when I bring in my touch to it, we also bring in that little aspect that would um, approach the males. And in the same way, like you said, like, you know, we generally think of like just cutting it up, getting straight to the point. Um, but you always need that feminine touch to also um, communicate. And it's the yin and the yang. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so speaking of which... Christina, maybe you should learn how to video edit and be the editor. I uh, know, thank you. <laughs> uh, doing some random beautiful videos, it's more <laughs> suitable for me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Christina will be the co-host and the B-roll shooter. <laughs> I will just uh, continue my graphic design stuff. <laughs> She's actually really, like, I, I can sense the creativity because with just a few days we spent together, you've shown me so many beautiful videos that I'm so inspired and she sent them to my Instagram so I'm definitely gonna go home and like have a look and uh, yeah got definitely um, she's definitely bringing some good stuff to the table so one of the reasons why we uh, we don't like I don't share uh, Christina's Instagram and in, in the videos or like link to her stuff is mainly because she doesn't want a bunch of uh, random <laughs> dude like shocking dudes or dudes following her yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you cope with that? Because I'm sure you, you get some like messages like, hi, hello, hey, yeah. hi, hi, <laughs> well, how? <laughs> I'll tell you, right? So it's funny that you, you should mention that I have a very specific rule. Whenever somebody sends me a message request and says just hi, I just delete it immediately because they're just, it's just, it's a waste of my time. And um, I know it's nothing. Um, um, of any like value whereas there are some people random people who do send me messages um, straight up and say hey I need to ask you something or hey uh, I wanted to tell you something which is fine I am open to talking to strangers and um, helping each other out because I've made wonderful relationships like friendships on uh, Instagram and um, it's been great but the moment somebody sends me a message and just says hey it's like delete and you know sometimes if they keep coming back you just block them yeah because um the you i just even though it's an open account and even though it's got like about like 25k like followers i just make sure that if anybody even leaves a weird comment i delete it and sometimes i block them because i don't want any other weirdos to think that this is a space where you can just like do whatever you want so when you come you see all the like the positive like resourceful content whatever you don't see anything weird and then the other weirdos are not uh, encouraged yeah that's smart i mean um sometimes like on my youtube channel yeah. i like kind of don't mind the controversy because yeah, that, yeah. that starts <laughs> conversation and people start talking to each other like for example this morning's video that released is fresh chicken <laughs> and it's about how you know going to like local butcher and having them literally grab a chicken chop its head off and, and, and butcher it and I, I actually haven't looked at the comments yet but I already know it's crazy because people on Twitter have been like talking about it saying saying like Johnny's comments are blown <laughs> and like part of it is like okay like you know aside from the, the food thing where like I think everyone should know where the food comes from mm -hmm. um, 
and it's like it doesn't make any sense to eat chicken from the supermarket but not from yeah. a butcher or actual yeah. chicken if anything that chicken probably lived a much nicer life walking around and yeah. then having us eat it it's a lot healthier and fresher it's probably healthier to us yeah, versus you know having it grown in some big factory farm, mm-hmm. and then with like way too many chickens packed in, and yeah. then shipped across the country on a truck and then frozen, like that's way worse for the environment. Yeah, you know? people are really disassociated um, about where their food comes from because sometimes they're just not comfortable with um, associating it with um, what it, what the source actually is, which is like a real chicken or like a real cow, and like if you're not okay with that, you should really think about like what you're eating but if you are if you are eating meat you need to be okay with that like it's it's and you can't be if you're disassociated with it and having like a tough time digesting it digesting um you should not be putting that stuff out there but i personally think that on your youtube channel it's just um good pr like it's good, good yeah it's good content like it get people talking and you know good engagement and stuff it's not necessarily something you need to be deleting that's what i'm trying to get at yeah yeah exactly but I do sometimes read random, you know, weird, like, stuff. weird, weird people yeah. comments. Um, but most of my comments on YouTube, especially from Sri Lankans, are so overwhelmingly supportive, supportive and kind yeah. and thankful. Sri Lankans are so grateful that we are here making travel videos and promoting the country for tourism. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, first off, even in general, like even when uh, before COVID happened, there wasn't that many people promoting Sri Lanka as a tourist destination. Everybody knows Bali. Yeah. But Sri Lanka is, has all, everything Bali has, yeah. Yeah. but it's less over touristy, so it's more authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In some ways, it's actually more affordable. And, so, and there's things here that you can't get in Bali. Like, there's a freaking, I mean, not just one, there's like safari parks here yeah. that are probably aside from aside from Africa is yeah. probably the best in the world where you can yeah. see wild elephants leopards yeah. yeah like it's incredible yeah and and the other thing a lot of people I mean you did a trip to Elda and you saw how quick it changes and how diverse the landscape is and all of that just within like you know 1600 kilometers the entire island circumference uh, there is so much to see around this island and like that's why even us where like Having lived in Sri Lanka our entire lives, we are still amazed. Like we're still we've, struggling to cover most of it. As yeah, well. so and it's, it's a long time. it is a small island that you could really visit and explore a lot of, and and there's just so much diversity here, and there's what I honestly believe is that there is always something for everyone in Sri Lanka that you could find. Like whether you want to go on a like a mega yacht, or whether you want to you know go backpack and just budget it out you've got like you know you've got destinations like Arugambe and the, the coastal regions for that all as well it's amazing and um, you know it's it it, w- it would have been the Bali the next coming Bali but in a way maybe it is a sign like after Covid came in maybe it is uh, a good thing for us to re-strategize and think of how we want to promote Sri Lanka to make sure we don't end up like Bali yeah because Bali has a lot of issues yeah like you know, uh, pollution-wise, and actually just like safety-wise, like yep. right now, in during this kind of like, this pandemic, so many people I personally know, mm-hmm. and even more people that I'm you know connected through on Facebook through a friend of a friend or in one of the Facebook like local Facebook groups, yeah. every two three days, somebody 
is talking about how they got robbed. Oh. Either they're, they're walking and somebody mugged them at night, like took their phone and their wallet. They were riding on their scooter and somebody pulls them off the scooter to, yep. to rob them. And if they weren't wearing a helmet, they would crack their head open. Yeah. Uh, people's villas getting broken into, people's you know, apartments getting broken into, yeah. all their camera gear getting yeah, yeah. stolen. I have a friend that he has as much gear of you as you or more, and that's his job. He's a professional photographer and he does amazing work. Yeah. And his place got broken into and they took everything. Great. And the worst part of Bali is when bad things happen, the locals get really mad if you tell the world about it or even talk about it because they don't want any damage to their reputation. Yeah. So they immediately blame the victim and hush them. Yeah. So in the comment section when he posted it, and he posted it in a very nice way, and he's like, hey guys, just let you know, this is happening, you know, be extra safe with the things. Yeah, yeah. And in the comment section, people were saying, what, you know, if you can afford a, a villa, why don't you have a private security guard? If you, you know, uh, like, oh, if you can afford this camera gear, just buy, you know, uh, buy another set. You know, yeah. and like, if, you, if you're a foreigner, if you weren't in Bali, this one, you know, uh, this wouldn't have happened. Or someone else is saying like, you know, don't you know, you know, locals are starving to death right now, so this is out of desperation. And I'm like, God, like first, no one's starving in Bali because the fruit grows everywhere. Yeah. And you don't need, you know, to steal $8,000 with a camera gear to feed your family. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's like a really insane thing. Meanwhile, in Sri Lanka, during this exact same pandemic, yeah. People are suffering just as much. People are going just as hungry, maybe even more. Yeah. And, and nobody's stealing from each other. Yeah. In, like, especially not from tourists. Yeah. In fact, I think um, I think you guys also heard about this in Ella. There were actually locals who were um, providing meals for the tourists that were stuck there during uh, the pandemic, during lockdown. And I thought that was such a wonderful thing. It is somewhat a, a Sri Lankan thing um, to do. We do have like um, Poya Days, which is like a public holiday, a Buddhist holiday where they do um, do give out like um, free yeah. free meals, etc. to anybody that passes by. So giving and feeding is like definitely in the Sri Lankan culture. And I think that's where you have experienced something like that as well. But I mean, make no mistake, I feel like even Bali, from what I've heard, Bali was an island like that, very caring, very friendly people back in the day. But then tourism comes in and th this is the, the dark side of tourism. When, when everyone is so heavily reliant on tourism, they tend to lose their soul uh, because all they're thinking about is selling and making a buck for the day. And that's what Sri Lanka might have been like if it continued to grow because Sri Lanka was becoming very popular. One of my friends in Australia was saying that every time you walk by like this, uh, the post office or wherever it is that they yeah, have you this see. you see like Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka postcards, everything yeah. is about Sri Lanka. So. Yeah. And so that's why we also like, you know, as much as we want to create content, we also want to bring that awareness. We want to talk about these issues. We actually did this video, uh, which unfortunately we couldn't release because COVID came out. But we wanted to compare the differences between Bali and Sri Lanka and what we should take from it and learn to make sure we don't go down that path. Um, but I mean, no doubt if Sri Lanka had that many tourists and the entire economy was reliant on tourists to that level, and then the people were getting like that, and then if tourism just stopped overnight, you can't you can't say that that wouldn't happen. It's 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 a sad reality, but it would happen. Uh, we're just really glad that you know our people are still not that 
uh, at that level and that you know a lot of these cultural values are still instilled and are not um so it's a great time to visit if you're wondering you know like it's it's like it's like not to promote my own country so heavily but it's like visiting an undiscovered gem it's like visiting a bali from like maybe 30 years ago yeah. we're not really sure how it's going to be in the future but right now is a yeah. really good time to experience it yeah 100% and it is kind of a, a weird conundrum because on one hand i i want to promote tourism to bali because yeah. it helps the country and they want us to promote it they're really excited like yeah. people are really grateful and happy to do so mm-hmm. but at the same time if it grows too much or too fast and they yeah. don't have a plan in place for the future on how to limit uh, for example you know limit destruction on on the ocean and then you know or just the project, you know yeah or like mega buses everywhere yeah. things like that then it would kind of it'll mess it up and mm-hmm. then you know that is a solution to just find the next Sri Lanka that yeah. you know maybe no one's you know heard of maybe we're all start going to Pakistan instead yeah so i don't know i definitely so, understand what you're saying there yeah and and to be honest what we've what we've noticed i mean just in our very small um, like Uh, rather Chanel's audience and like how we put our content out we always try to touch on those facts on those pointers to kind of bring that little bit of awareness because at the end of the day you bring that awareness to even 10 people Th- when they travel they are going to be mindful of it right like that's kind of how this whole no plastic trend has come about in Sri Lanka and it's growing really fast uh in the same way like today we were whale watching and we saw how these boats were all like you know coming around the whales and so we made it a point straight away up in our vlog to be like look this is what's happening imagine what happens when there are 2-3 million tourists coming into the island imagine how many boats are going to be surrounding these whales we're going to lose these whales we um and so we bring that and we say look it's actually at the end of the day it's your choice right the end consumer's choice when you travel to be responsible and just because the boatman says oh we can go right up to the whale we should know um to not do that and at the end of the day that comes through the awareness that you create if you have 50 tra- like you know travel bloggers influencers saying the same message mm-hmm. most likely those people who come to sri lanka who have consumed their content are going to follow those rules and and i think that's the great thing about being able to um live here and see the problems that we have uh, with tourism and be able to also promote tourism through our vlogs is that we get to um promote it while combating certain issues like this and uh, hopefully the people who do see our videos will um have a better outlook on how to handle it when they come to sri lanka so that's definitely also a plus point in what we're doing so one uh, i definitely agree on all that One interesting thing about your YouTube channel is the quality of videos is so high and your subscriber count is so low. <laughs> it's such so unfair and it's such a shame. You're not the first person to say that. We've got a few comments like saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah and it's like a uphill battle like Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, it's partly our fault because even though we did start this journey like about 2 years ago and um we did our main our first um series around Sri Lanka this is Sri Lanka in 2019 post Easter attack um which we got a great response for. However, it was at that time that Shehan and I had started creating content. It was at that time where I was teaching myself to edit and uh, it was a, a bit of a battle to get videos up weekly because I still wanted to make videos of that quality to edit at that quality 
So our videos were not um, consistent even during that series. And then once we finished, we kind of went silent for a little while on YouTube. And it was um, after we went to Bali and we had um, our videos on Bali ready to upload. We decided this time we are going to make this content and be consistent. So we had a six video buffer. We created more content. And so since March 16th, was it March 16th? Yeah, yeah. It was March 16th. Actually, it's the day that uh, Colombo went into a lockdown uh, and we were like, oh shit, do we like continue to do this? And Sham was like, let's just go. We can't like, we just have to go ahead with it. We hoped that our Bali content would help people get their minds off um, the all this COVID stuff that was going. It was very intense at that time. Um, we hoped that it would help people kind of escape from that. So it didn't go as viral as we had hoped. But I, I think it helped a lot of people. It helped us be consistent. So since then, we've been very consistent and we've seen like a continuous um, growth. And so we are going to keep doing this. And I'm, I, think, I think I'm very positive about how it's growing though. And, and to add to that, I mean, like you said, like if you look at the content of our work and had we done that in Sinhalese, which is the, the mother tongue of our country, we would have definitely had a much bigger following and an engagement. But it's the fact that we want to be talking to the international market. And imagine telling someone you know a travel influencer from Sri Lanka. Like they first asked where is Sri Lanka, right? So that, that's that's the battle they're obviously fighting. But the way we see it is that look, Sri Lanka is going to be one of the tourist destinations. It was in, in 2019. It was Lonely Planet's number one. 2020, there were so many other people naming it number one. So the second it does open again. We feel that all this hard work we've been putting into will actually come to use and there'll be so many travelers looking for a local's perspective also in your country. Um, and, and also I'm sure Johnny would also agree that uh, with YouTube, it's like sometimes it's like you're shouting into a void, you just keep putting in the good content and you might not really get what you think you deserve, but you just keep going until that one video goes viral. And um, then you have a bunch of people who come to your account and see, hey, these, these people or this guy does really great content. So uh, they subscribe and that's that's another peak in your um, channel. So we are, we're positive about a time like that uh, for sure. So yeah. we're happy to keep the making good content and putting it out there. And we're very, very uh, grateful for the, you know, the number of followers that we have and it's growing. So we're very grateful to them. Yeah, and I think uh, one more thing to add to that is that if you do look at those numbers and think, oh, it's not worth the amount of effort we're putting, you'll never be satisfied with the work you do. And so we found satisfaction in just creating just the creating content, the content yeah. and then being able, like, just for us to go back and watch this and be like, wow, can you believe we did that? Yeah. That's how we look at it always. And uh, I think that's the main thing is that the two of us, we are doing what we like, which is we like creating and we like uh, creating beautiful things and telling stories. So for us, just to do that is enough, and I think that's that's how you, that's what you should do. You know, when people say that if you're passionate about something, it's not really like work. So we're okay with this. We're actually very okay with this. You know, one funny thing about that is, I think you guys actually stumbled upon a system where you don't need yeah. tens of thousands or many subscribers. You're yeah. able to start living this life, and have the benefits of having a million subscribers even at yeah. how many now? 3,000? Uh, 3,500. Yeah. yeah, even at 3,500, there's like very few if any YouTubers with less than, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 
subscribers can even get sponsored stays at hotels. Exactly. But the fact is, like when I looked at your channel, I was basically saying like, oh look, like if I was gonna, if I, like this is the way I would pitch it, I would just say, look, we are a production uh, house mm -hmm. with an in-house host who is also a former Vogue model. Yeah. And you know, we, we will make you in-house pr promos for your brand. You know, whether it's your, you know, your product or your hotel or your service or your mega yacht. Mm. And he, here's some examples of our work. Uh, yeah. And you can, you can watch our YouTube channel. This is just our, our side kind of yeah. hobby to help us stay creative and try out new ideas. But here's also our portfolio of the actual brand work that we've done. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you, even if you never grew your subscribers again, yeah. You can continue not only getting sponsored stays and just, you know doing all these cool experiences, but you can you know you can as you build your portfolio and you market yeah. better, uh, and more brands you know continue to work with you for a second, third, fourth time, you can start charging more and more money and just making all your money from that. You, exactly. you like you never have to make a dime from. from so right now, that's how we look at it. That's actually how we. Um, I mean, fund ourselves right now. It's actually uh, we work with these brands and we charge them for our services. Um, like, for example, the yacht we were on today, they've not had a single influencer on board because they never saw it worthy of having an influencer. But it's only because of our skills and of our ability to make this content um, that basically what they told you, right? They yeah, want they content. they just wanted the content, right? And that just goes to show there are there are Sri Lankan influencers and vloggers and YouTubers who have hundreds and thousands of uh, views, I mean, subscribers. But none of them speaking to the audience we speak to and none of them creating the content we create. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely an advantage and that's why we don't really care too much about the subscribers. Obviously, it would be amazing uh, to get to that point, you know, where you're really earning off YouTube also. But um, for us, we found a way to fund it as it is, and we're really happy we Yeah, and that. we had to do that just because of the fact that um, the audience that we're talking to, and it's kind of hard to grow. Like Shahan said, if we were speaking in Singhala on YouTube, we could have, um, I, I don't know, we would have had about 10K, maybe 20K followers oh, by now, yeah. maybe more, more yeah. um, subscribers. But uh, we are trying to talk to, we are Sri Lankan influencers trying to talk to the tourists or travelers that are coming into our country. And uh, sometimes, you know, we're battling against the algorithm. It's a little difficult. It's a slow growth. So we definitely had to find a way to fund ourselves in the meantime. Yeah. So that's, um, it's fine. And it's, and it's, it's worked out. Yeah, it's like really worked in, out. In our, in our, from the way we look at it, uh, we'd, rather, we'd have it no other way because we wouldn't be comfortable doing it in uh, Sinhalese. And here we get to do it at our own pace, the way we want it, to our own style. And uh, we're able to charge for it, in addition to also put it up on YouTube and give our audience something great. Yeah, that's amazing. And this really just shows that there's so many ways to do something. You know, usually when someone asks me, <coughs> Johnny, should I make my, my channel or my blog or you know, my content in my local language? or should I do it in English and reach the American market? My first question is always, what language are you more comfortable in? Yeah. Where are you more natural? Where, like, which one do you enjoy speaking in more? Exactly. Because there is a huge market in local languages, and if anything, it's way easier. If yeah. you guys you know, did it in Sinhalese, or you know, someone here did it in Tamil, mm -hmm. they would 
have so little competition, yeah. and they would have a hundred thousand subscribers yeah. easily, easily. Yeah. But then it'd be hard to grow outside of the country and do other things. Yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of like the easiest niche, easiest shortcut, and you can be very successful. You can you know earn yeah. enough money, live a happy life here. Yeah. yeah. But it's you know you got you know you guys are. I mean, you you speak English, not only uh, to us but to each other, to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know. Kind of like us Yeah, and and like you said, like you know, um, the way we always look at what we're doing is it's more than anything. It's not about being successful. It's not about making money on it. It's about creating an impact. And the way we see it, we'd be able to create far greater impact doing it in English speak into the world rather than doing it in single and just speaking to 18 million Sri Lankans. Um, so that at the end of the day is the reason why we keep going and we have to keep doing things and like upping our game to get to that because at the end of the day um, doing something impactful is way more uh, satisfactory to us than everything else that comes along with that. And, and as long as you do create impact then everything else will follow. That's what we believe and and like what Johnny said, um, we are more comfortable speaking in English uh, than if we were to speak in Sinhala, we might actually not be <laughs> uh, yeah. so well received maybe. Um, so, it, it, yeah, that's, I think that English is definitely what we're more comfortable with. So it really works out that we can make an impact as well. So Let, Let's try. Let, let's try to describe uh, what we did today in our local language, our uh, second language, I guess. So mine would be Mandarin. Okay. Okay. Um, whale, <laughs> dolphin. I don't even know how to say these words. <laughs> okay, okay. Go. Uh, you go, you're terrible at it. <laughs> okay, so, Adapi yacht gear. You gotta say yacht in Singhala. Yeah, I don't know what yacht is in Singhala. And Api yacht gear video video. Video? Video Exactly, right? See, like it'd be so awkward and hard. And like nobody would like it. And the best part is I studied in English, so um, Singhala was a second language, but I did speak uh, in Singhala with my mom at home. Shehan didn't even do that. She, uh, but the thing is, Shehan studied in Singhala for a little while, right? Yeah. You did, and you years. still can't find the word for video <laughs> in Singhala. Yeah. You're thinking. No, yeah, that's because, I mean, we, we I mean, there is a lot of... See, that's the other crazy thing about Sri Lanka is that people don't realize that there is a huge community of people here who are, um, you know, brought up under the British education system. So there are so many people who speak English only Our in their English households. As English as a first language. And so naturally, um, when you don't practice your second language, then you kind of lose touch. And, and in the corporate world and like in the line of work we do, we only speak yeah. in English. So, so I mean, it, And also, specifically, it's because we're from Colombo and uh, we grew up uh, and went to schools in Colombo and because of that whole... And in Colombo, you know that you have to speak English and you communicate in English if you want to have a good job, you want to go abroad. Most people who do grow up in that environment, their goal is to go abroad for university, maybe even live abroad eventually, work abroad. So English is actually con considered a tool that you should have in your skill set that opens a lot more doors for you. So we're actually quite privileged to um, 
speak English at home and like it's it's a very natural thing for us. So that all comes from being in Colombo. And I think when you're a traveler, you don't necessarily see a lot of people who because you don't spend a lot of time in Colombo, right? You know. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to spending a few days to check it out. Yeah. But literally every single person I've met who has come <laughs> to Sri Lanka has said skip Kamlambo <laughs> and just go straight to the south or the east. Yeah, so you that, that that's where a lot of um I think that's where a lot of people like us would be living and working and um if you were to spend time in Kamlambo you realize that um, most people you interact with speak very well in in English. So um yeah, there's a whole community that gets uh, skipped out on and you don't experience and but that, that's what. I know that a lot of people are surprised that we speak English quite well but it it is a we are a colonized country at the end of the day we were yeah. colonized yeah. yeah and there are a lot of people who speak just as good english if not better english than us and you guys said that there are people who speak portuguese in batikaloa like just they still have some remnants of um yeah. oh, portuguese, in sri portuguese in sri lanka so it's a melting pot which is what makes sri lanka special yeah sri lanka really is special uh, if you guys want to see more of sri lanka check out both of our youtube channels mine is Johnny FD and yours is Chanel Rodrigo. Yeah, Chaneler. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing it to Chanel soon. soon. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. which is actually Chanel R, but yeah. Yeah. Chanel sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really glad that you, that you think it's cool because I think it's cool too. And but I was just wondering whether it might be difficult for someone who's not Sri Lankan or um, just to like understand what it is. But since you said that, like you know, that is pretty cool, and that you get it, both of you said so. So. We liked it a lot when we saw it. And it's short, and it's not like a real word. Yeah. The spelling of Chanel is not like Chanel number five. So you're lucky that it's available on Instagram. It's available. It's probably going to be available on YouTube. It's available all these places. So yeah. you're very lucky. Yeah. So by the time you guys come, it might be Chanel. Or just type Chanel Rodrigo just in case. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mine is more uh, more of an experimental channel. Um, so, like I said, for us, it's always about impact and you know doing something good. Uh, with my channel, I just opened it up actually just to learn to edit first of all, and then also to experiment on a few projects that I wanted to do. So I'm actually wearing one of them. It says It's Vela Beach. It was a, a project which I started to clean up um, the beach close to my house. Um, it started on Instagram. I was able to get industry leaders to come to the beach and clean up with me and we were discussing issues as to why these certain industries are polluting yeah it's a talk show and so we did so many different things and through that like you know i interviewed like some of the most prominent personalities in the country just on my tiny youtube channel yeah you have even less subscribers than her yeah i mean i just have like 200 um it's but like i never did it with the intention of growing followers i just did it just to like create this content that I knew would be of importance of value to s someone similar to me. Um, that's kind of why I also interviewed you. Yeah. Uh, because I know that like, you know, this is valuable information, but at the same time, I'm not willing to like go all out and try and develop my one. Because at the end of the day, Chanel's channel is a channel that can actually speak to a large audience and seeing how long it took to develop Chanel's channel, I don't want to be uh, putting as much time into this We'd rather focus on one. But I genuinely believe that um, that what you do on your channel is really special and that you should spend time uh, gr uh, focusing on growing your account as well because you will be speaking to a totally different audience and you give out um, a lot of 
important information that I don't give out on my channel because mine has like certain limitations of travel and it's kind of like st I, I do still share a lot of stuff that is like personally about me and modeling and things like that so there are stuff that like so many great ideas that you have and so many yeah. like great skills and so many things like interviewing like really amazing people that I can't put on my channel yeah yeah because we were talking about it earlier and I asked where you're going to publish our interview and you yeah. said oh it makes sense to uh, put a publish on Chanel channel yeah. and I was like you know even though it would be nice for me because more people would see it yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a good move I think yeah. the the digital nomad stuff the the work from paradise yeah. thing that you're doing makes a lot more sense on your channel yeah. and it's going to be tough to, to grow like for sure yeah. right but the, YouTube's a, a, a biatch you know yeah. like, it, like it wants consistency it, like if it goes from travel to, to business to finance to yeah, you know, scuba diving yeah. to Muay Thai, like yeah. some idiots did for yeah. ten years. It's never <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> right. Okay, that's interesting. So that's kind of the route I was taking. I was just like, you know what? I have no real theme to my channel. I'm just gonna do whatever I like and just put it up. That's how I looked at it. And luckily for me, the first few things I wanted to do was to interview these prominent people and like get their uh, perspectives on like how we could grow as a country, what they did, what they do to kind of stay in focus, how they've got to where they've been and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting. I really enjoy putting it because, you know, even though I only have like 200 or maybe 600 views on like any single video, the response I get is amazing. There's like 10 people who message me and would say, man, I really love what you did. I'm actually just going to start this out. And it's only because I saw so and I, like, I saw the person you were talking to and he said something that really resonated with me that makes me want to pursue. And when you just hear that, like it doesn't matter even if you have 100,000 views or 10,000 views, just knowing that you're able to create that impact with one single person, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, and so for that reason, like I will always experiment with it. It's just... But you should do it consistently. Yeah, <laughs> I should do it consistently. But right now we, we are focused on growing Chanel because that has always been our thing. But I will hopefully, as we get better and as we get more effective. And I think this these yeah. last four days spending uh, time with, with you, Johnny, we've kind of understood how like the processes you put in place is so important. I mean, and sometimes you, for, you know, for your channel, what I'm trying to say is that look at Johnny, right? He just flips out his phone and he's got the, he gets the content just in time. By the time we get like our camera and our mic on, he's already got the shot. So it doesn't have to be like yeah. the high quality work that we put in for this. Sometimes I feel like the message that you have to send can yeah. be just very simple, filmed very simply and you just get it out there for mm -hmm. people to hear. So that kind of content is easier to make as well. So I yeah. feel like, you know, just... Simplify the process and get it out there. I, I feel like you have um, a really good audience that you can reach out to as well. Yeah. I love it. Well, I, what I really love is just bouncing ideas off each other, meeting each other, seeing each other's styles. You, YouTube inspired me to make you know slightly more beautiful wow. um, videos. <laughs> That's amazing coming from you, Johnny. Yeah. You've inspired me so much um, at the start of our freelancing career. That's, it's it's really amazing to hear you just say that you right guys, now. Guys, let's be honest, okay? Shayan is a total 
fanboy like he was so excited to meet johnny you no, had, not just me when johnny came to sri lanka he was, was excited like, oh, when yeah shit, he was johnny like oh my god chanel this guy from chiang mai that i went to that he's like mr chiang mai you know he's here and i was like ah oh, okay cool cool you know like it's that's really great <laughs> then i saw the porsche video um and then he was like we got to meet johnny you know like i just i really want to talk to him i feel like we can we have we'll have a good connection so yeah. That's why he reached out to you. So he's oh, that's cool. And I'm yeah. so glad you guys did because first off, like just as friends, even if we didn't do any of this other cool stuff, yeah. it would have been fun to hang out anyways. Yeah. But the fact that we, were, we got to hang out at these amazing resorts, and when I say four star, it's probably only four star because the number of rooms they have yeah. fits at the four star category. Yes, yeah. But it's probably like, a, it's literally a, f- a boutique five star hotel. Yeah. It looks like, like where my sister stayed for her honeymoon in Bora Bora that she spent thousand dollars a night on and you know we and they it was so incredible we had a private beachside seafood uh, dinner with like lobster and shrimps and calamari and then on this freaking mega yacht actually I I don't know I don't know what the classification for mega yacht is (laughs) maybe it's even bigger but it's a I, I looked it up yeah anything over 80 feet that is like a this luxury is a super yacht and oh, this was this right? 84 feet yeah. which is huge yeah. like yeah. it was funny because I interviewed Bill Perkins who hangs out with Dan Blazerian the, yeah. the king of Instagram yeah. and he was on his his yacht and I didn't I was I think it's also a super yacht like I, I like they're probably the same size I mean like <laughs> I, the yacht we were on might have been even bigger it's yeah. crazy right? <laughs> and I was just talking to him two weeks ago and I was thinking like like I'm never gonna be on one of these yachts. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, here we yeah, are, right. and all thanks to you guys. So, like huge thank you. Oh no worries, man. Thanks a lot. And I, I think uh, there's a lot more room for us to do this. Um, we're both talking to a really cool audience right now. It's something that's much needed, and and also I think we both really enjoyed spending time with the two of you. You guys are great, and um, it's it's just really awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, well, this won't be the last time. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll probably hang out next week, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And it but makes sense to travel like this together and also create stuff. Um, and yeah, it's fun. And the best part of it is, even though you two are also, you know, YouTubers or influencers and Instagrammers. You're not the annoying. <laughs> yeah, he said this once before as well. Yeah, I've traveled with other like bloggers, vloggers, or Instagrammers. They are they don't enjoy the moment at all. They're yeah. just the whole time, just trying to get you know those, 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 those as many of those shots as they can. Yeah, and then like it it almost seems like they're not even enjoying themselves when the cameras are on. It's like yeah. they're unhappy, unhappy, just like stress, stress, stress cameras on and they take yeah. some shots then unhappy stress 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 <laughs> and just rushing they're like okay we have 10 minutes at this waterfall let's get the shots and leave you know yeah and it's like for us it's so nice where you know we'll pick up the camera to do you know the 30 seconds or two minutes worth of of you know, yep. shots we need or a video and yeah. then we'll put it down for half an hour and just hang out have a tea you know, like look at things and like enjoy life, have a conversation, and then if something cool comes up, we'll take a few photos and then put it back away. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So we we tend to generally experience all of it first, and then decide and think about okay, what is it we want to showcase, and then we do all that stuff towards the end of it. Yeah. That's why we always ask for like two or three days so that we know we we experience the whole thing first, yeah. and then try and do it all within one day, so that we're able to capture everything like in a nice way. 
a minimum of two days really helps us because yeah. we do have to like think about getting that like cinematic content so we tried doing it with one day before and it's been tough so i mean something like yeah. sail lanka we were willing to like just be like it's fine we can do it but yeah. i think we've spoken about this before yeah, and, and we like we were the we were that couple you were talking about like when we were in bali we were like that because like we were in one place only on like two days so we had no choice but to try and capture all these things and so we were rushing from place yeah. to place we wanted to make the most of this yeah. like one month bali trip but here in sri lanka it's, it's different because we definitely want to take our time and we learned from that trip and we were like look this is great and these opportunities are great but we need to also like enjoy the moment the yeah. present moment and um, we've definitely been practicing doing that more yeah and i think that was showing content too yeah. yeah where instead of just like you get there and just shoot 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 mm-hmm. just whatever bs you, you know like yeah. is there and people people kind of tell they're like have these people like they start talking about how delicious the food is and they haven't yeah. tasted it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know it's like or you know they talk about like oh yeah but blah 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 it's like by you by us actually experiencing it and living it yeah. i think it's such better genuine. useful genuine content yeah. for someone to make an informed decision if they want to travel there or not you know when someone watches our pasakuda videos like they'll be able to see that we like we spent a few days there and we really took our time enjoying yeah. it yeah. and then talking about it from a, a point of view of not just a, a quick you know influencer tourist but yeah. someone who really thought about it and you know and yeah. enjoyed it and experienced it right? yeah like actually take it in like that's the amazing thing about it yeah and also be able to compare it to other countries and other places because yeah. uh, you know there's also a lot of influencers who have never even been to the, the other places yeah so they can't like i like we're both in bali now so we yeah. can very honestly compare it against bali mm-hmm. yeah versus someone who's never been to sri lanka yeah. and they say how bali's the best place in the world like yeah. how do you know that you yeah. haven't been anywhere else <laughs> yeah true that's true yeah, yeah. So it's been fun. Uh, fun fact: these two, where we're on the east coast right now, in Chikungunya. Yeah. And these two, and this is the far east. Like imagine, like Florida, <laughs> and they are driving back to Colombo, which is the far west. Six hours. <laughs> so, yeah, six plus hours. So, yeah. I know you have a long day ahead of you, but thank you so much for for these last couple of days, and also for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Johnny. Wishing you all the very best, and really looking forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, look forward to hanging out as well. Yeah. See you guys. See you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus "How to Choose the Perfect Niche" episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week, and remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.